ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oki Podcast. And on this episode, man, I got another amazing guest. I've known her for quite a long time, and uh, I'm so glad that she wanted to come on the podcast today and just kind of tell the listeners, you know, who she is and everything about her and just catch up. I haven't talked to her in so long, and uh, it's been too long. So my guest for today is Sadie Redwing. Sadie is an enrolled member of Spirit Lake Dakota Nation. She's an indigenous design educator and advocate for Native American students in art and design institutes. What's up, Sadie? Hello. Thank you for the invite. Um, super excited. And I know that this is going to be a challenge getting through because I'm just holding back a lot of laughs and a lot of giggles, but I'm giddy and excited and um, definitely really honored to be here. So thank you for the invite. Oh, yeah. Thank you for making time. And, you know, I know you're busy, but uh, we made it happen. So what's it been like? We've been talking about this for what, a couple of weeks, three weeks, something like that. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting week. Like everybody has been coming out the woodwork. (laughs) Like I just got a call from Seth yesterday. Um, Dylan called me yesterday. And just before that, um, I was talking to James and you hit me up. I was like, man, hibernation season's over. (laughs) Damn. But but from what it sounds like, everyone's been doing good. Everyone's been, um, getting involved with more projects and then just been reaching out for the extra support. So, you know, like you said, we haven't, we known each other for a long time and it doesn't feel like 12 years has passed, but in that time, you know, it's just nice to see all the II folks still hanging in there, still wanting to do something um, and just reaching out for support. So yeah, I'm just proud of everybody. And I'm sure you are too. Same here. Like, Seth has been like sending me like snippets of the podcast he's been listening to and cracks me up. And then I haven't heard from him in a while either, but it's, it's crazy. Like this, I don't know. I've been in a um, kind of like depressive state, I guess, like the past few years. So I haven't really like talked to anybody really because it's just fucking work. And I worked at a casino and it was like, God, it just sucked. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. It was really good money, but it's not worth like mental health and all that. So, you know, the pandemic made me realize that. So, and this like helps, like I'm reaching out and getting back out there. I'm talking to people. So I'm yeah, here. I totally, um, <clears throat> I totally understand. I, um, there was, yeah, in the past five years or so, there's been a period where um, I kind of stepped back and just kind of took a, took some time to like reevaluate a lot of things. Part of the, um, part of the distance that I created dealt with more family. Um, my dad and my brother, I know as males, they've been struggling men- with mental health and um, just kind of being in a situation where uh, I'm next of kin, responsible family responsibilities are coming my way as I'm getting older and having to kind of step up and, you know, kind of just take care of um, everything right now. I'm in, I just moved to South Dakota from Denver, Colorado, but majority of the reason of that move is to take care of my grandma. 
Um, I don't have, I, I don't have a lot of siblings um, and I'm the oldest sibling. So um, I just feel, and I'm really close with my grandmother too. So I just feel that, um, you know, she took care of me and it's my turn to turn around and take care of her. And, um, and being in South Dakota, we have nasty winters. So someone has to go out and shovel and de-ice or spray the salt and de-ice things. And someone has to mow the grass. And um, so I kind of been really family focused, but then also too, doing a lot of hustling, just a lot of, um, I guess you could say a lot of projects have been coming my way, been in a position before COVID, been doing a lot of traveling. So this pandemic kind of let kind of slowed me down, get a chance to catch my breath and just kind of reflect on all the opportunities I've been participating in, in the last four years. And then also um, kind of in this downtime, like we said, a chance to reconnect and um, just been really, yeah, it, it's been a tough time in the past two years for everybody I know. But again, it's so beautiful to see that all of us COVID caterpillars, we're going to be butterflies here pretty soon. So I'm, I'm excited for post-COVID adventures. No, it's it's been a long time coming, it seems like. Well, Sadie, for the listeners, you know, my listeners, you know, I know you, but could you let them know, you know, kind of where you, you know, where you're from, you know, where you grew up, um, what what was growing up like. And uh, we did meet at IAIA and, um, you know, what kind of led you there and wh- what was your intentions on going there, you know, and just kind of where it's led you now. So, I mean, we'll just have a, we'll just talk, just chat it up, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from central South Dakota. I come from the Cheyenne River Lakota Nation and I disenrolled when I was 18 and enrolled in my father's side in the Spirit Lake Dakota um, nation up in Fort Taunt, North Dakota, but I don't really know my father's side of the family as much. Um, so I think sometimes people get a little bit confused, like, oh, you call yourself Lakota, but you're a Dakota tribe. But just to know that um, I represent Central South Dakota and I'm pretty proud of it. So from Eagle Butte to Pier within, you know, Lower Brule Crow Creek, that's kind of the areas that I grew up in. And I, um, I moved around a lot. My folks had me when they were young. So I was raised mostly by my grandmothers. My grandmothers were worked in higher education. My mom's mom was a preschool teacher. My dad's mom was a dorm maiden at a boarding school for 30 years. So when I was attached by their side, I constantly always saw them interacting and being a, a mother to uh, students that didn't have much. Um, because you know, kind of being native in the late 80s, early 90s, it's a little, it was a little bit tougher than what it is now. And just to kind of be in an environment where um, I saw a lot of humbleness, I saw a lot of gratitude. um, I saw a lot of giving and not asking for things. And I think that really kind of put me, gave me great values that I still live by today. And, but I, my mom, she went to the University of South Dakota. She went into coaching. That was her bachelor's degree, sports and recreation. And 
she really, man, my mom, do not challenge her to NCAA bracket because you will lose. And she studied right. Coach K's playbook. And, um, you know, just to, just to kind of see her, like, um, you know, just be in her element. She used to coach special ed uh, basketball teams. And, um, you know, she was a single parent, had two kids, so she couldn't really achieve as much as what she wanted. But I kind of grew up really influenced by college basketball from her and of her being a Duke fan. I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan out of spite, but then also too, like everybody was wearing the light blue <laughs> Michael Jordan 23 jersey with the Argyle on the side. And, um, and then that light color blue is is a predominant bead color for Cheyenne River for our um, our sky and our lake. So, um, so I love North Carolina blue. Um, and then went to high school in the Des Moines area in the West Des Moines, uh, Waukee area, and um, just not a lot of community space. So I kind of knew, you know, from my grade school experience and high school experience that I just really wanted to go to college that had a larger Native American community. And at that time, like I, you know, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I, I knew the things that I liked. Like I grew up immersed in like pop culture. Like I grew up with Nickelodeon, MTV. Um, like I remember X Games was huge. And I remember like yeah. there was a time where I was like, oh, I'm gonna go be a snowboarder or <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, deck up a BMX bike and make it all girly and um, I don't know those are just like the cool things but there wasn't much representation for natives in MTV or Nickelodeon in the 90s too but definitely had a lot of pride in being a 90s baby <laughs> and um, I I knew that I really liked art not so much that I was like a good like I can't I can't paint or I can't draw but I really just kind of like that um I guess the brightness I didn't really know the term graphic design at the time I just knew that um, I just really liked mainstream pop culture and I just didn't know I think one time I was like oh I want to go be on the real world <laughs> or like oh I want to host like MTV spring break like I just I just wanted to be where like there was entertainment and excitement but then also too like I didn't like I wasn't really thinking about college and my folks, but I knew, I knew if I stayed in South Dakota, I was either, um, I was gonna get stuck. I was gonna get stuck either. I was gonna get in trouble and possibly go to jail. I knew that I was probably gonna start a family early. I knew that I was probably getting caught up in something that I wouldn't be proud of. So my folks were really eager for me to get out and do something with myself. And military was always in the back burner, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to go. Um, if I did, I probably would have joined the Navy. And um, I went to College Horizons. It was at Puget Sound 2006. And there someone said, you know, what do you like? And I, you know, I was in high school. I had friends that were rappers and they wanted like, CD or like party flyers or CD covers. And I was like, I, I like doing stuff like that. Like I like making like stickers. I went through like a graffiti phase, <laughs> like, and I was like, I like those type of things. And I'm like, well, have you ever checked out the Institute of American Indian Arts? And I was like, no, I never heard of it. <laughs> but I didn't know about tribal colleges. The only 
thing I knew about tribal college was my aunties went to Sitanka University, which is translates to Bigfoot University in South Dakota. And um, that college shut down. I think it went bankrupt. But I knew that I was like, oh, I was going to go to that tribal college and my aunties went and then Someone said I, I, and someone said graphic or new media arts. And that's like the two things I need to hear natives and art. And um, I applied and I wasn't, I wasn't like confident in my application, but um, I feel like I, I was really lenient. <laughs> I'm like accepting folks, which is awesome. And um, went to I, I 2009 spring semester and it just felt good. Like everything just fell into place. Like my my high school best friend gave me her car, the Suzuki sidekick, which people probably oh. remember. <laughs> I drove from South Dakota to New Mexico, just all the way down I-25 and that little gray hunk of junk and, um, and went to orientation. And then it was just like, I got in a van. There's James McLeod, Warren Boynty, Vernon Marshall, Ariel, Brandy. Cheeks, <laughs> um, Bernard, and the he wanted to be a boxer. Um, it was just a good crowd, and just like right when we got into that, um, it was like that fifteen seater van. So we're gonna go do a tour in um, I don't know, like the plaza area in Santa Fe, and it, it just it was just like being in a, a like a van with your cousins. Like everybody was just cracking jokes <laughs> at each other. Like we all went in laughing, and it was just. It was, it was just good. We just bonded so good. And um, one thing that I, I kind of reflect on is of, I think there's about 19 or 20 of us that came in 2009. Only four of us made it to graduation and two of the four have passed away. So the ones from that cohort is just me and James. So we kind of been um, James McLeod on Ripe Tomatoes, if folks <laughs> don't know who I'm referencing, but it's just us two. And we kind of just been holding it down from that cohort ever since. And, um, but yeah, we, we met, I, I don't know the exact time that we met, but I knew a couple of things. I think Josh Boyd was in that cohort too. I can't remember the more that we hung out with Josh Boyd, then the more we got acquainted with you and Charles. But before that acquaintance, I always remember uh, going into the old cafeteria <laughs> and kind of seeing you guys um, in your little uh, table. And I was like, man, that's a lot of zip up hoodies with, <laughs> with print and like <laughs> snapbacks and um, and, but you guys just always look like you were, um, you, you know, you guys are always laughing. Like, I knew you guys were always cracking jokes. Like I knew that, um, I didn't know at the time, like how, how strong of a bond you guys had. Like, I didn't know, like you guys had history before I, I, you guys just look like a good support system for dudes going to college at that time. And, um, I know, you know, kind of participate in extracurricular activities or just kind of hearing you guys like in the dorms, like in that commons area of the TV, like that's kind of probably the first time I heard like native dudes like compliment each other and kind of encourage each other and kind of look out for each other. Um, you know, whether it be through health classes, whatever's going on at home, if you guys were in a breakup, but I think that was something that I really respected of the Okies. Um, in, in yeah. that area and I, and I noticed it today too so I hope um 
yeah, I hope that everyone in that group is doing well. I noticed that you guys made a trip out to Santa Fe one year. Um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of how I got to I, I in um, 2009. Wow. Yeah, about 12 years ago, step foot and who would have known? <laughs> <laughs> when did you get to I, I? Then I was 07. <laughs> Scared shitless, man. Really? I was. Mm-hmm. How did you even hear about it? Um, I like wanted to get into music production and like I wanted like I love like Timbaland and DJ Toomp and man, like these badass producers that made beats and music and music got me, you know, growing up, you know, it got me through a lot. And it just kind of I was like, man, I'm gonna do this. I want to do this. And so like I bought all this shit to like make beats. And uh, I was doing it like here and there, but I was always working. And then like my aunt was like, I don't know. I don't know what made her say it, but she was like, you know, if you're into music or something, you know, you should look into II. And I was like, I don't think college is for me, you know, because I, I fucked off in high school and I did some like dumb shit. And I just didn't like, I'd never had like high expectations for myself, mm-hmm. you know, because I went through this thing where, I worked for something and I lost it and it, I just like, it just sent me like this depressive state where I was yeah. too young to even know I was in that. And so I was like, oh, I'll just work forever and live here and die here or whatever. And so anyway, she was like, yeah, you should go there. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll check it out, I guess. And I don't know. I had to like, I was out of school for a year and then I had to like take my SATs and I had to do all this like paperwork. And I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I probably won't even get in. You know, I kept doubting myself and just doubting the process. And and then I, you know, I applied and didn't hear anything back. And I was like, well, I probably didn't get in. And uh, it was like a month before it even started. I got a letter back and I got it. And I was like, damn, it's probably going to say, sorry, <laughs> try again I'm or delayed. something. <laughs> expected you to pack up and <laughs> head out in two weeks be like what's his name on um Willy Wonka when he literally got the golden ticket and they had to go tomorrow <laughs> just jumped yeah. out of bed and <laughs> just hopped out just healed myself <laughs> yeah. just, just sick <laughs> but I couldn't work but as soon as I got that ticket I, I was up <laughs> Dance, dancing and <laughs> had a bunch of soup stains on your shirt but <laughs> bed sores damn bed sores <laughs> <laughs> how like I mean was that your first time like leaving your community yeah or? well like you know I got in and I was like oh shit like I'm in you know and I don't know I didn't know what to think and so I kind of just I was like getting myself mentally prepared I was like well you know it's 12 hours away, you know, I'm going to be on my own. And I was like, damn, like, this is real. And so man packed up, drove over there and, you know, my parents are there and I, I've left Oklahoma, but for like a small period of time. Cause like, I went, like I've been to Dallas with my dad for like a weekend and I lived in California with my brother for like a summer. And, but it was like always somebody with me, like taking care of me. Like, this was on my own, like, not knowing who anybody was. And so, like, I got there and 
there's all these like indigenous people and i was like damn like this is crazy and there are people like i don't know i forgot who they are but they probably won't even they probably don't listen to this but they're like <laughs> crying around like when their parents are leaving they're crying and i was like oh god <laughs> what am i doing because <laughs> i was like i was like oh man like this is sad you know it made me feel sad and i was like you know what i'm just gonna stick it out so my parents left they bounced out and like i had my roommates and it was like a process like it was scary because i didn't know anybody and I was rooming with these people that I had no idea who they were. And then I just met. That's when I met Charles and uh, Derek, no son. Um, met Leon, Drew, and my roommate, Junior. And oh, yeah. yep. um, then we all just like kicked it. Like we all just kicked it. And, and then it was just, it was once that happened, like I didn't want to go back home. So yeah. Yeah, so it was like, and then the years went on, and I kept meeting new people, and it was like, it just became better and better, and so I I didn't want to go home, like, I wanted to last forever, but, you know, things don't last forever, and then, but yeah, man, I always tell people, like, I was so scared, like, it was just a scary feeling of leaving home, and just not knowing what's going to happen, and not having somebody there to hold your hand, mm-hmm. but, you know, I guess that's part of growing up, though, you know? Yeah, I um I agree. Like I one thing that I will always respect I I is that, you know, despite people's differences and I I know I know there was times where it was clicky and whatnot and it felt like high school, but depending on who your support system is, who what friends you had, like it was like a family and you know, thinking about, you know, like I said, if there was always something to do. There was always someone to talk to. Um, a lot of us, especially for us who had to travel like 20 plus hours to go home, like, you know, how many times did we have like a cookout um, mm-hmm. on a holiday or not a cookout? Maybe, um, you know, maybe Peggy was having like a Thanksgiving dinner or something, or there was just a lot of, um, I think, you know, there's been times where like I've interacted with, I, I, like people and even if like I didn't hang out with them even if like I didn't really know them at the end of the day if it's just two II people in a room or a classroom um we like we support each other whether we're friends or not so I I really respect that especially now when I'm working and noticing the difference between a tribal college experience and a westernized or mainstream college like I wouldn't have survived outside of a tribal college like and I and like you said like I learned so much like there is more tribes out other than Lakotas like just to get a chance to just be exposed to other tribes and exposed to other food and um, just to see other people's artwork and just to see like how the southwest tribes like protocoled everything like you know getting invited to go to feast days or you know just participating in the school activities and you know, stuff that I couldn't afford, but, you know, maybe going to like a stadium sports game or going to the movies or, um, you know, I always said like, I was always fed. I always had someone to talk to. I had a shower and a bed to sleep. Um, and that's kind of what I needed to, to survive. 
But as you're mentioning, when you're talking about going to into film or in our music production, I was like, I remember when me and you became friends, we had a class together. And I'm trying to think what that class was. It was a either a seminar class, but um, I just remember one time you're asking me <laughs> like advice on like a, a question. I don't know, do you remember that? Do you remember having a class together? Uh, I think it was one that you might have failed, but had to retake. So you retook it with um, us who were just now taking that class, if I recall. I could be wrong. Might want to edit that. I failed a lot of classes. (laughs) 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 I think it was English. It might have been English comp. Yeah, I think so too. Because I fucked off in that class so much, but. (laughs) Either English with Kim Parko or Anne. Yeah, I think I think that's when we kind of like started to be more acquainted. Yeah, I think it was with Anne because I had Kim Parko's class. It was the that one was called the creative process. And but yeah, I took Anne's comp one class. And that's where, yeah, I can't remember like what I was asking you. Well, do you remember? Do you remember like the the gist of it? No, <laughs> I, I can't even remember like what, <laughs> sorry, Ann or Kim, like I can't remember what the assignments were. Hey, like, Ann or Kim, if you're listening, uh, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if you can send him an email yeah. with the. Um, Go ahead and add uh, us. I think you, I think you want, or maybe we had a proofread, like an essay or something, and we got paired up to proofread. I don't know, but. For some reason, I had a little glimpse of a memory where, oh, yeah, we did take a class together. And then I didn't really take classes with you because I went into the graphic design track and then it was like the same seven of us. And I think that was the time where I started to get more acquainted with Derek, no son. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm trying to think who else was in there. There was like, I can't think of his last name. It was David. I think Sunrose took a couple of classes, um, but there was like seven of us that was in Fernando. Um, yeah, but it just seemed like it was just so much harder to get native or to get the students into those graphic design classes that they, or they couldn't find teachers for those classes. So I felt like I probably left II with like six <laughs> six of like 30 like graphic design classes which is fine definitely learned how to like hustle fine art definitely took those skills afterwards yeah i wish i would have taken some graphic design classes i don't know my advisor was just signing me up for all these like painting classes and stuff and i was like man it's just nothing to do with like moving images or something and i was like man <laughs> and i was too afraid to like speak up so i just did whatever he told me to <laughs> Um, what would of the film classes that you took which one was your favorite or what was a favorite project that you did I always remember doing like well when I got there I was like I was yeah I want to do music production they're like oh we don't have that and I was like man (laughs) (laughs) so uh, my advisor was a different one at the time I got there and he was like well what do you like and I was like he's like do you like to draw and I was like, man, I haven't drawn anything since like sophomore year in high school. And he was like, well, 
what do you like to do? And I was like, he's like, you watch movies? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, it's signing up for new media moving images. And I was like, well, what's that? He was like, well, it's where you learn to make movies like through editing or production or something, you know? And so I was like, you know what? I'll try it. You know? And I, and I was like, kind of like mad. And I was like, man, it's, man I'll go home. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But I remember like taking like, um, I got into moving images and, uh, I didn't know what I was doing and I've never seen a Mac computer before. I was always used to those giant, you know, the white computers with the big backs on them. And then when I got to I and I seen these like Macs and I was like, what the hell are these? Like, <laughs> what year am I in? <laughs> this new Oregon Trail, solitary, dumb ball. <laughs> yeah, snake. Paint. <laughs> oh, man. And then like, so I had to learn how to use these Macs. I knew what internet was, so everybody don't, you know, don't <laughs> don't laugh, everybody. But, you know, I knew what internet was, but we never, we didn't have internet. Like, my mom was like, when everybody got DSL, my mom was like, we're getting internet. And I was like, oh, sweet. We had a fucking dial up. And man, like, everybody had DSL and we had dial up. So it was like, man, we... What do you hey, need so internet? Did you participate in those AOL days, the instant message Bebo days? Or did I you tried. I, I had to go to somebody else's <laughs> house to do that. We, no we would, wire, Napster days. Damn. We would do the Yahoo chat rooms, and those were lit. <laughs> <laughs> Be in the checkers chat room. <laughs> don't even. Don't you know? What? Like, uh, I remember those catfishing days. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I didn't know how to play any of those Yahoo games, probably checkers and, fucking pool. and pool. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably all child predators in there. <laughs> Just waiting on us, huh? <laughs> Damn. But um, I was like, you know, I, I had to learn how to use these and it was so new to me. And I was like, dude, this is hard. Like, and then you had to learn how to work the keyboard because all the keyboards were shortcuts mm. and i was like man so anyways i learned all that and i learned how to use it and what i fell in love with was editing um mm. my favorite thing to do was probably in shauna's class where was it shauna's class or carlos's class i can't remember but they gave us like a bunch of stock footage and it was a story it was a like a love story or something and they were like all right, here's all this footage. Um, watch it, you know, and and piece it together. Like, how do you think it would, how would, how do you think this would go? You know, like, and there was no real order in it. It was just random uh, footage just captured. And um, anyways, I got it and I got it on a computer and started going through it and started putting it together. And I was like, this is pretty fun. You know, this is like, I guess this is like making music, I guess, because you're editing and you're putting shit together and you're making it make sense. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I was like, this is pretty cool. And like um, there came to this one part where uh, he was dazed. He was dazed or something. And he was like in a love thing where I think he hit his head and it kind of made him like in a dazed um, confusion type mm -hmm. of thing. And he was like looking around and there was like this uh, filter that came on and he was like 
dreaming. It was like a dream sequence. So I put in a, what was it? And it was like some Al Green song where I put that in there. And then uh, anyways, I put it in there and I was like, it's dope. Like, and I got done with it and I presented it to class and everybody's like really impressed for some reason. I didn't think much of it. I was just like, ah, this looks kind of shitty, but whatever. Everybody's like, damn, it's pretty good, you know? And, but you know, like your professors, they're not going to tell you that they're going to tell you, well, you could have done this better. You could have done that better because they want to push you, you know, give you that criticism to where you could possibly make it better. And so I, at that time, I couldn't take criticism. So just I was like, yeah, just rip my shit apart, rip my heart out and threw it on the ground and shit on it. But, you know, had I, had I known what criticism was or somebody explained it to me, cause I was just this kid from Pawnee that didn't know anything, didn't know anything about anything. And, you know, I had to learn everything on my own. So had I known that and just fucking kept at it and like, took criticism not take it to heart but made made it to where like yo like yeah i could i could make it better like now i can i could take criticism now it's taken a while but i can take it now so but editing was like my was my shit man i mean film is tough like it's it's pretty cutthroat i mean there's been times where i was kind of like man i kind of i want to produce music videos like i really like i'm somebody like i like to listen to a song and then in my mind, I'll like have a music video played and then I'll repeat the song again and like tweak it. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I will. We'll see. We'll see if I get into editing in the future. But one thing that because I knew Coco took a lot of classes and um, one thing I asked her and I'm asking you, too, is now that you kind of got the experience and taking film classes or production classes or editing classes like do you watch movies differently now? Like, can you tell, like, can you like kind of get an idea of like either when something is voiced over or they like, chop it up or see all like the errors or um, did it, I don't want to say did it ruin movies for you or did you get a greater appreciation of like how somebody produced a movie or edited a movie? That's what Carlos said when we got his, when we got in that <laughs> editing into an editing class with him, he was like, he's like, well, once you guys take this class, like you're going to watch movies differently. I didn't understand what he was talking about. And so we went through the class and I, that was editing one and I took editing two with Shauna. Yeah, that was it. And so then I started realizing like every movie I'd watch, I'd see like a shitty edit or I'd see something they leave in or like, what was it on game of Thrones? Like, um, was it Game of Thrones where they're it's supposed to be set back in that time and then there's like a, a current item that's either somebody's wearing on their feet or like there's something like in the camera shot? Yeah, and, I totally uh, know you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I've been binging the Selena series and I'll get back to you on the episode in time, but um, you know, they're I think they're supposed to be dressed in the 80s. In the, um, have you seen it? Have you seen the Selena series? I will, I tried to watch the first season, and to be honest, I liked the movie. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be getting it canceled for us who <laughs> like it. All the haters are gonna get canceled. Oh, but... I mean, uh, man, it's my favorite show on Netflix, <laughs> and uh, I love it. And I can't <laughs> wait for season three. I'm already done with season two. <laughs> I'm watching the season finale tonight. But anyway, in the part one, there's a scene 
where the keyboard is. He's he's a little bit nerdy, a little little thicker sun or uh, glasses on, and he has a riffraff neon icon. So for those who don't know, <laughs> riffraff, the rapper. Wow. He had an album, the neon icon. So, and I'm assuming this shirt probably went to Goodwill. So when the costume people found it, they probably assumed it's a time period piece, but it wasn't. So that slightly like irritated me a little bit but then also like I'm a riffraff fan used to be kind of and um I let that one slide but I like (laughs) I like the Selena I think I just like the story and I like Abraham and AB so but going to your point on like if it's a period piece and you see shit in there that's doesn't go with the time period (laughs) (laughs) man I have to watch that now. Well, I want to see that. What did you say it was from? His album? I'll have to. Um, I know I have a screenshot. I'll share it. <laughs> 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 I had to prove my point to everybody else who was Riffraff fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure me and Diedrich went to Riffraff concert in Albuquerque. <laughs> but I do want to talk about some Albuquerque memories. <laughs> Um, anyway, before I do that, did I cut you off on something? Oh, no, no. <laughs> but um, I, I was thinking about this one time. Well, a little bit of context. I, this last weekend, my, my family, I do have family in Oklahoma. Um, you know, kind of like how, it, how in our way we call our cousins, our sister, our brothers, <clears throat> So I have um, a sister down in Oklahoma. She remarried. Um, I don't know what tribe her husband's from, but they live more east around that border on Arkansas. So she lives in Westville, tiny town, but it's close to, I want to say it might be a little bit closer to Stillwell in Arkansas. Siloam Springs. I know we went to Siloam Springs Casino. I don't know how much you know on the east of the state, but um Anyway, her family came up. She has two boys. So my nephews are already taller than me. And they came for um, a little family get together in Rapid City. And I have another cousin, her sister. She's with the Oklahoma guy. (laughs) And um, I was talking to him, you know, just catching up because he went to Riverside in Oklahoma. His name is Corey Fourkiller. And um, I was like, how do we have so many mutual friends? Like you're friends with like, you know, half the bros from II. And he's like, oh, I went to Riverside. He's like, all the ones that went to Riverside, you know, probably went to II. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. I said, oh, well, then you might know my friend Russell. I was like, I'm going to be on his podcast uh, this, well, today, Friday. He's like, Russell Sunnigal. And I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he was supposed to be like, he didn't, he used to go to a gym out in Albuquerque. I said, Albuquerque or Santa Fe. Like, I know he used to, as I know, he used to have a bunch of stickers on his laptop or with the, with the Zia sun symbol and whatnot. But there's this one story that me and Dylan tell, talk about to this day. (laughs) And I know, I can't remember if you ever heard this story before, but when you had a match in Rio Rancho, it was on the weekend and all of us were planning to go after brunch and I was going to ride with Dylan and no one gave us directions or no <laughs> one gave us an address to where you were uh, um, 
your match. I'm not for sure jujitsu or, or yeah. whatever practice you're doing at the time. And we're like, all right, well, we'll just follow. <laughs> we'll follow everybody from Santa Fe to Albuquerque. Well, I guess like, I don't know who's all going like James and Atani and all them, but we lost them. Like we, I don't know, their vehicles disappeared. So we were just on like I-25 getting into Albuquerque. And then we're kind of like heading out of town towards this letter. We're like, where'd those guys go? And I was like, I swear this match is in Rio Rancho. And he's like, well, where's that at? I was like, we already passed it like 10 miles ago. So <laughs> long story short, me and Dylan go to this. It was Hard Rock at the time. We go to Hard Rock. I get my free play there. And they had a UFC match, but no one was showing up. So they had the 97.3 Kiss FM show up to that casino. And like Dylan is like teaching me how to do my pre- like my free play. And um, Tecate Beer was sponsoring that uh, event or that fight. And there's like nobody in the casino. So we just set up at the bar. It's just me and him. And the radio station DJ comes over and he's like, do you guys want tickets to the match tonight? And we're just like, yeah. And he's like, well, just tell me the phrase that pays. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Kiss 97.3 is number one for hip hop and R&B. But I guess I got it wrong. To me, it sounded like I got it, but uh-huh. totally butchered it. And he's like, well, here, whatever, have tickets anyway. <laughs> and then- <laughs> and then like it's I don't know what time your match was but it had to been pretty early maybe like around lunchtime like one or two and so we got our tickets I got like a free shirt (laughs) and then they had the promo materials out so they had these two girls like you know in bikinis and they're dressed in Tecate like they're passed around like Tecate keychains or like little shot glasses and there's nobody there so they just have to cater to me and Dylan and and anyway, we just stayed there for Tecate and went to that fight. We never made it to Rio Rancho because nobody gave us the address. So, <laughs> so I apologize. I missed that match. You probably, I think you probably did good too. But, <laughs> but I don't know. When, when I was talking to Corey, it made me think of that time. I was like, man, I always feel bad because <laughs> we're all going to like be rooting for you. But damn UFC was already at hard rocks <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about that time that yeah I think Dylan told me that story <laughs> yeah he was like yeah we're trying to go and dang like yeah nobody told us where it was at and I was like oh like I, I was like damn that's my bad I was like I should have put the address on it or something I was just like I was so they probably just ditched us. They probably didn't (laughs) didn't even want us to go with them. (laughs) Like, damn, don't bring Sadie and Dylan. (laughs) Yeah, that was I did all right. I did I did okay. Like um, that's it. Just okay. (laughs) (laughs) During that time when you were like um, you know, competing, like what what was probably one of your, your best matches, do you think? It was probably that time <laughs> well like i've had like other better ones but this was like because um i didn't know what i was capable of so I, w- I was only training for like six weeks and then the guys that were training me were like yeah you should do this you know it's gonna be 
it's gonna be fun you know it's gonna be badass and i was like man i was like i don't know like like i'm used to you guys but i'm not used to anybody else so you know there goes you're like getting out of your comfort zone and all that finally i was like man whatever i'll do it so man I had to go on this like strict ass diet and like yeah. man like i was already dieting but i had to like be even stricter because you know if you do heavyweight then you're gonna be like going against guys that are like 275 and shit and i was like man i'm used to that you know i did that all my life you know i've been going against big dudes my entire life and then they're like not like this and i was like okay <laughs> And so I was like, all right, well, I was like two, I, when I started that, I was like, let's see, I started in like July, but I started doing CrossFit and then did that <clears throat> until I think I did that for like six weeks. And then I went to jujitsu first and then I did that for six weeks. So like I started like 290 and then when I got to jujitsu, I was like two. 45 and so i think it's maybe like two weeks in i had like four weeks to like train actually train and so i had to like get my diet right and i had to cut down to 215 from like 245 and then also man it's gonna suck so i think for that like six weeks or five weeks whatever it was i ate chicken rice and broccoli and water and that was it uh breakfast mm. lunch and dinner and i worked out there i trained every day i'd run in the morning and i'd sleep when i could i'd go to work and i'd do it all over again and then like just kept doing it and so i got down to like 220 i think and it was like a the day before weigh-ins so I had to like put on a sauna suit and I went to the Chavez center and I met this one guy in there and he was like, we doing losing weight. And I was like, uh, how can you tell? And, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess, <laughs> but, um, he goes, he goes, uh, what do you, he's like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, why? And he goes, man, he goes, you doing a tournament tomorrow or this weekend? And I was like, yeah, I was like, how'd you know? And he goes, man me too he's like this big old giant dude i was like fuck and uh anyways he was sitting in there sweating and uh he goes man take that off take that take that sauna suit off yeah i'm about to lock you <laughs> and he goes he goes I'll start grappling. <laughs> take that off he goes, he goes what's that you claim no just kidding <laughs> yo what jimmy claim <laughs> No, but um, he goes, he goes, take that off. He goes, do not have to kill yourself like that. And he goes, he goes here. And then he had this stuff called, uh, is it Albaline? I think it's Albaline or something like that. But you put it on your, everywhere, on your face, your skin, everywhere. And it, it makes you sweat so much. And okay. so, yeah. And that's what he had on and he was pouring sweat. So I put my, I put it on me and we just sat in there and talked. And then he was telling me where he trained at and how long he trained and, and like we were gonna be in the same bracket, but he was a blue belt, so I didn't have to like go against him. I was only a white belt. And uh and all right, man, see you Friday or something. So next day I weighed in, didn't eat, didn't drink anything, and I waited till the weigh-ins and I rode there with Diedrich and James. And 
weighed in, man. I was, oh man, I was so dead. Like I didn't even think I was gonna make it to the weigh-in. And like I weighed in at two thirteen, and I was Ooh. like, "Cool, let's eat." <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. So we went to like a buffet, and I just I ate so much, I got sick. but like that was like a cool experience like that's probably like because it was like real like i actually did it and it was like oh shit so this is what it's like and then like getting my first win i I was talking to this with the mac nez on this podcast and it was like probably that first time like getting your hand raised because you put in the time to work Mm -hmm. and you listen to your coaches and it's like a powerful feeling when you're standing there and you submit your guy and you're standing there and then the ref raises your hand and it's like, oh shit. And then I think I beat the next guy and I lost like the next two. And then I got third place in Gi and then I had to go straight to no Gi and I was, I was dead. I, <laughs> I didn't want to, I just got beaten wow. that one. I just got beat out. I was like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just a good story, you know what I mean? Like, like in in thinking like re- retrospect, like I guarantee you probably learned a lot, or like that's that's an accomplishment, it's an achievement. Like, um, kind of for myself in thinking about like that training aspect, like that diet is hard. Um, mm-hmm. I, my mom, well, I kind of always grew up in a household where like, we're, we want to be health conscious, but I grew up poor. Like it was so hard to have access to anything. And then when you live in a rural area, like everything is either at a local grocery store or produce is like extremely expensive or it's Walmart. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like I had access to Whole Foods or natural grocers or anything, but I remember, um, like I said, like my mom's really into sports. And so she, you know, tried to get to the gym as much as she could on the budget that she could afford. And I, at age 10, like, and I've always been big, like, you know, I've, I've, my, I come from a family, like we're, we're big, we're Lakotas, like we're big, big folks. So at the age of 10, like my mom was like, well, you want to try Weight Watchers? So I kind of like being in that position at so young, um, like it's, it develops insecurities and, you know, I still carried those insecurities to this day, but I've, I guess what I, my follow-up question to that would be like, um, you know, thinking about a diet and sticking to a diet is tough. I want to say that um, I've been on a roller coaster like the past 20 years, but just kind of looking back on like, um, you know, what kind of added to that roller coaster when I, um, after high school, I put on some pounds in high school and then I started working at Perkins in the restaurant and I was always on my feet. And then by the time I got to II, I was a little bit smaller than what I originally was. But once Warren passed away, I didn't mourn the way I should have mourned. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't health conscious during that time. So I just really got to a point where I was um, 
insecurities were back. I wasn't confident. Um, I knew I was blowing up and it probably wasn't until I got accepted to graduate school. I was like, all right, like this is, this is my next chapter. Like, this is the only, this is a good start to like do a refresh, like a restart button. And I actually, during that time, like, you know, after graduation in 2013, like I was thinking back to the times when you were, when you were training, I was thinking about all the times James was doing PX, P90X in his dorm room. I was mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, you know, like this is, you know, and, and kind of, you know, it just like now, like everyone's kind of like, you know, trying new stuff or, you know, trying to, you know, start new hobbies. Just like during that time, everyone was on a health kick. And um, so I kind of like, distance myself and before I went to North Carolina State and um, I'd be in my mom's basement doing P90X and I was on the um, on the rice and chicken or I actually went to a lot of progressive soups like if you looked at my grad school diet um, I went from 220 to 145 so that's Mm -hmm. what I'm proud of Mm-hmm. And it was from P90X and then eating either canned soups. Like I love, I love soup, like progressive soup is my favorite and um, ate a lot of rice aroni because I'm still like on a college like wallet. <laughs> like I didn't have, it's not like I could buy whatever I wanted, mm-hmm. um, but ate a lot of rice and always had like frozen vegetables. I just can't do just too many childhood trauma memories of that metal tasting from canned <laughs> vegetables. So used to get like those 98 cent bag, like frozen bags of like peas or green beans or chicken or I mean, broccoli. And um, yeah, I lived off of that for about two years. And it was tough. Um, But I think that was the time where I was like, I know that I'm going to be in a position to be in front of people. So knowing like, okay, when I go to graduate school, I'm getting my degree and I'm either I'm going to go be a teacher because this is why I'm getting my master's I'm getting mastered into a practice and at that time I wanted to go teach at II but they're changing their program from new media arts to cinematic arts and I was just like well and then my family is like you know military is still an option so I was like well you know I if that's going to be like my last straw on on the camel back then I need to be prepared so that I'm physically ready for the navy um, but then I got hit with the eye disease and that eye disease put me on a steroid. And when I got on a steroid, then I blew up again. So I was just like, damn, <laughs> like it went from 145 to 175. I'm just like, man. But at that time, like, you know, I just wanted to get my degree. Um, I wanted to have something prepared. Um, and then I was just like, well, you know, I've, I've been heavier before, but again, my confidence was limboing. And then Standing Rock started. So I left from graduate school, went to Standing Rock. And um, and still, like, I'm not at my smallest right now, but I still, like, I, I go to the gym, um, watch, you using, you know, that 2014 diet for reference. It's probably not the healthiest thing to do, <laughs> but, um, you know, just kind of thinking about, like, just, just kind of getting an understanding of um, what my trends are in, in my training or my diet or my health. Cause I think, you know, it's, it's um, when you get caught up in life or whatever is going on, um, 
you don't realize how fast time goes by fast. Yeah. But not like, and I wasn't thinking about what I was eating at Standing Rock or and stuff like that. But anyway, sorry, long story short, and thinking about like what in in that time of training and sweating and trying to cut weight, like what are what are some things you learned from it that you take from you? I know discipline is probably one, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that you felt good that hey, you know, I could do this. First off. You look great, Sadie. Thank you. Yeah, you've always looked great. Like fine wine, (laughs) so. No, you've always looked great, and you know I wish we could all say that to each other, you Mm -hmm. know. But we're all young, you know, and we don't think of stuff like that to say to each other. So, but you know, we're all getting older, and it's time to like kind of reflect on and say, like, yeah, you've always looked great, you know, you've always been great, you know, and don't let you know these insecurities get the best of you because i was the same way man i was the same way growing up it was like oh you need to look like this you know you need to be like this and it just gets in your head of like when i was dieting like that and i did you know i dropped that weight and i did feel great i couldn't enjoy it because all that just kind of made me feel like it wasn't good enough i guess Mm -hmm. you know so it, it just kind of if you, I've come to realize, like, if you think like that, you know, it's it's not you're never going to see yourself as, you know, looking great. And I wish I can go back then and say, you look fine, Russell, like you look like an athlete. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's no need to cut down more weight because I'm big, too. Like, even when I cut down to that size, like I have thunder thighs and my thighs were still big, like. <laughs> like no joke like i got thunder thighs i've always had thunder thighs like i like but they're strong you know and i've you know i've worked on like squatting and stuff but but like when i got down to 213 i was like damn my thighs are still big but that was just me like being like wanting to be this small person i guess Mm -hmm. so it's just from people like back home saying oh you need to be super skinny like natives are slender natives are small like we're small people and i'm like bro i'm six two <laughs> almost six three like i'm not gonna be 100 pounds <laughs> <laughs> and that took a long time to realize that like um like i'm not gonna be that tiny i'm not gonna be that small but i guess like like the whole chicken and rice thing it didn't work for me it worked for that but it didn't work for me long term mm-hmm. what did work for me now this was years later was uh high fats like avocados uh so high fat low carb i would eat about i did this god like three years ago maybe where it's i guess it's ketogenic i guess but Mm. it's more of like high high fats so it's about what is it 80 percent fat 20% 20% carbs mm-hmm. and like you try to not eat protein because protein spikes your insulin hmm. and so you know I read into that and I was eating it's good eating man you know bacon but cured with celery juice and no sugar um, uncured sausage you know a lot of pork and like uh, a lot of veggies so broccoli um 
spinach, just a lot of greens, greens and meat. That's basically it. And that worked for me. Like, I think about six months just doing that. I think I dropped like 57 pounds, but it was a healthy, it was a healthy way of dropping weight rather than taking supplements and then just eating, eating clean for six weeks and then going back on a binge for like an eight weeks until your next thing comes up. Very unhealthy. So, I mean, it was, you know, it just takes a while to learn what your body responds to. And Mm -hmm. that's what, that's what helped me like that way of eating. I don't know anybody else. will, cause everybody's different. You know, people, mm-hmm. people can live off carbs. Carbs make me bloat so bad. Like I'll eat like, like good carbs, even good carbs, man. My stomach will get all bloaty. I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, um, was that casino paycheck funding for those high fats? No, I'm just kidding. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> We've no, gotta... but I guess I guess the kind of the point that I'm making is that um in in this aspect of like you know being confident all around um and I'm learning this working you know directly with students is that um it's still a little bit hard for us to talk about stuff that's uncomfortable and I'm mm-hmm. still practicing like I'm I'm a very private person like mm-hmm. I probably said more in the past hour than what I've shared with anybody in the past couple of years, but hence that's kind of like the point of a podcast or, you know, that's the point of, I guess, in a sense of healing, you know, I think we all both mentioned like it's been a depressing time. And, um, but one thing that I'm trying to be conscious and sensitive and, um, in, in, essentially, you know, working with students and wanting to be someone who's, you know, getting them to be more motivated and, and, you know, within school, outside of school. And I'm, you know, I can't interact with them on a personal level or kind of know, you know, what, what goes on on the other side of the laptop, but, um, you know, like us, I mean, you know, like it's hard for us to open up sometimes. So I think, it was just kind of nice to hear how you said, like, you know, if I talked to myself 10 years ago and said that, you know, yeah, you, you look good. Like, um, and also too, from my point of view, you don't want chicken legs. <laughs> like, um, but what I noticed that I'm hearing myself tell, especially, you know, working in the, you know, before COVID and getting a chance to like work within a group or work within a student club and making notes that, you know, we don't compliment our native males as much as women get complimented or, you know, we don't really, it's still, it just, it's, I think we, as a goal, like moving forward, like we should be saying, you know, more nicer things to each other and, and complimenting each other. And um, especially thinking about men, mental health or men, sensitivities and kind of like opening up um, more cautiousness around um, you know we come from a tribe we're only gonna be successful as as the I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say here but the point I'm trying to make is that you know within within a group within a community within support like everybody needs compliments everybody needs to hear that they're doing okay like um 
Yeah. But <laughs> I mentioned avocado because I love avocados. You know, like I've been on a kick. Um, I've been making this one smoothie. Like I'll put an avocado in there. I'll put some like cocoa powder, maybe some honey and then banana and either like some milk or almond milk. Damn. Just like a nice chocolate smoothie. Yeah, on that, you could eat all the avocados you want. And I grew to love avocados, so I'd put it on my eggs. Um, it'd go with anything. High fat, high fat, good fats. You know, people get confused on good fats and bad fats, but avocados are really good for you. Hell yeah, I remember. I'm trying to think if you were in the class, the ethnobotany class with Antonio or... I was, but were we in the same class together? I, I can't remember if we were or not, but that one class we made avocado pudding and it tasted exactly like dark chocolate pudding. And I was in love. Oh, dark chocolate. Like I've been on dark chocolate kick too. That's good for you too. Yeah. I heard it like pushes your bowels <laughs> a little bit faster through you. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of kombucha. I'm trying to get more like, I don't know if you feel this, but as you're getting older, kind of noticing more changes that um, you've been warned before. So like myself, like um, wanting to be cautious that I do have like probiotics in my system or um, knowing that I probably can't eat hot sauce as much as I used to or like hot, spicy foods because um you know, just thinking about my stomach lining. Like, I love hot food. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you should be doing hot wings right now. But, um, man, on the <laughs> – it's it's not fun when it comes out the other end. <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> no. That got to a point where pizza, like, I don't know. I guess it was the grease. Mm -hmm. So I'd eat pizza and, you know, I'd do my usual, about five slices. So – <laughs> and I go to sleep, I wake up middle of the night, and that I guess the acid or whatever was coming back up. Yeah, heartburn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then all that, I'd have to throw it up. Like I'd make myself throw up. And that happened like a couple of years ago. And I'm like, oh, man, I guess I'm getting old. So <laughs> <laughs> no more pizza. <laughs> it's like, if I, I mean, like, I notice, like I'll probably have a margarita or yeah, probably something a little bit more acidy. And then I got heartburn. I'm just like, God damn it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My old ass. Just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> you just turned 23, everybody. <laughs> 23 drop, man. Just want to say that right now. <laughs> damn. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Like it's crazy. Like, I don't know. I used to tease the older guys that were in their 30s. I say, get ready. I'm like, man, whatever, you know, eating whatever I wanted and not giving a damn about like what was coming out. And then, man, like, I can't even like, I can't even get a breakfast burrito from Sonic, man. It hurts my stomach. <laughs> damn, you guys got a Sonic? No, I was kidding. <laughs> We got Taco John's, but no, I'm just kidding. Damn. Is that pretty good? <laughs> it's probably like the worst. It's like worse than Del Taco, but <laughs> I think I went to a Del Taco in Oklahoma one time. 
everyone's always wanting to talk about Brahms. I'm like, get out of here. What? <laughs> I think you, you like and Brian Dixon are the ones that are always like tell me about Brahms. Or I know Levi Pointy would be talking about Brahms all the time. It's all right. It's changed, no Culver's, but it's, it's changed a lot. But it's changed a lot. But it was better than Culver's, but it's changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn. Ooh, okay. So I want I'm curious now because I said hot ones. You watched that, right? I've watched the earlier episodes. Really? I want I like my my favorite ones probably with TJ Miller. Have you seen that one? Who's that? TJ Miller. <laughs> dang. Who's that? <laughs> Is that rapper? <laughs> it's, it's Riff Raff. That's a real name. <laughs> Damn. He's like knocking that coronas on his. <laughs> oh, TJ Miller. Have you seen Deadpool? Deadpool? Like yeah. with um, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the guy with glasses. Weasel? I don't really remember. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Let me see. I'll Google uh, him later. <laughs> uh, what else has he been in? Have you seen She's Out of My League? <laughs> Stainer? Yeah, in high school. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago, you did. <laughs> okay, who is he in She's Out of My League? So he's Stainer. He's the guy with the blonde afro type curly hair oh i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> no help. let me see third time's a charm uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh he's an actor i forgot what other stuff he's been in but he's pretty he's a comedian too anyways he's doing hot ones and he flips out like he starts like oh, i don't know what i'm doing and he tries to down some milk and it's like fucking funny as fuck and he's like tripping out because i think they're on the last hot wing or maybe the second to last i'm trying to think like i've watched many of them i know i watched the will ferrell one but i was saying like, on that? yeah man there's a, like a lot of good people on there um but once you get the hang of this podcast and get a chance to do more in-person stuff like you should totally add some more elements into it. Like I would, I'd, I'd totally do a hot wings challenge. <laughs> but I mean, I know like your ass be sweating. <laughs> Dude, like I'll be dying. <laughs> be like. <laughs> the hottest is, the hottest I'll go is mild. Oh, no, I see. <laughs> Can't do hot no more. You're on your own. <laughs> I'm old now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. Okay. Um, um, before I forget, remember this one time? Okay, remember the II New Cafeteria when they started to like bring in like produce or like they had the garden and then they'd they'd bring in stuff. And I'm curious if Natani remembers this, but one time we we're at brunch and like Natani had a jalapeno. It was raw, like it was from like the II garden. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, you want to share this with me?" I said, "Yeah, sure." So Natani takes a bite of it and it's like just crunchy and like just ripe and and I was like all right whatever <sighs> took a bite of it too and oh man like I I didn't want to look phased in front of Natani like I didn't want to look like I was hurting so that was probably the one of the times where I'm like oh shit dude like I'm, I'm sweating like I don't want to talk because my saliva's coming 
and he takes a bite, you know, eats and he hands it over and it's getting closer to all the seeds. And I take a bite and I'm just like, oh my God, I was probably like, I'm pretty sure I took a third bite with all the seeds and I still mm. hold my, mm. I still hold, held it, <laughs> but I know he was sweating. I was sweating, but I think that was probably the hottest shit I ever ate. <laughs> and I was proud of myself because like, I ain't going to look like no punk bitch at the <laughs> kitchen or at the brunch table with everybody. Never again, never eating a jalapeno from I.I.'s garden. Not to, I mean, like for folks that don't know, like I.I.'s in New Mexico, like it's New Mexico, like jalapenos, not like. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not your normal jalapeno. This is the real deal jalapeno, like. Uh, still remember that. But anyway, I was thinking, because when you asked me um, about this podcast, I was like, I hope he does it like Stone Cold, like Stone Cold's Broken Skulls, like where you get a chance to, like, I mean, you know, like, you, hopefully it'll be a time where like you can have like your little studio um mm-hmm. and then i don't know i'm trying to think of another challenge outside wing challenge i know like stone cold like has him crack a beer like drinking his beer but if you could have like elements we start to like it'd be cool like if you could have like a tv screen and then we could like film it and have like whatever we're mm-hmm. referencing on there on that tv screen but if there's a point where you start to become um like an influencer or you get a chance to accumulate the stuff that you want for guests like what like would you give them like a challenge to do like that'd be cool don't you think yeah let's yeah do a uh, probably just shots no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> no. do you just be sitting here um and buzzed up he's slurring around god <laughs> I mean I feel like I, I feel like you probably get a lot of attention on that one I feel like your place would probably smell like vomit and pee <laughs> but yeah you'd probably be smelling like I I party <laughs> fuck those parties were great uh Dr. Pepper and Dark Eyes never again Ooh, damn Dark Eyes holy shit I, that's what, like if there's one thing that I remember from like New Mexico and going to Allsup's is Allsup's burritos and the pints of dark eyes. I never seen them. I never knew what they were. And, yeah. Um, I learned fast that it was pretty <laughs> gross. <laughs> well, it was, uh, it was cheap. Though, like, <laughs> once in a while, I'm like, man, I kind of want an Allsup's burrito. What about the chimneys? The chimneys, yeah, isn't that what they are? <laughs> no, they got the burritos, the bean burrito, the beef and bean, and uh, the chimichangas. Oh, well, maybe I got the chimney because they're both fried, right? They're both fried. The okay. chimneys have a uh, cheese and meat and whatever else is a chimney. And then the burritos are just bean and bean and beef, and they were both like really just said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they taste so different though, like. <laughs> Like, one wrapper had like turquoise on it one wrapper had like orange but like, <laughs> if you took it out the wrapper i wouldn't know which one was different you would know <laughs> <laughs> all steps burrito kind of sore you would know the difference sadie <laughs> what is um what's what, what are some foods that you miss from new mexico if any man the chimneys the chimneys and the also burritos 
Uh, let's see. Oh, Blake's Lotteburger with green chili on it. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. were so good. Those are so good. I remember the last time I had one. Or no, not the last time I had one. But I remember one time I had a bite of one at gatherings. I seen like Brian Dixon and we were in that tent with all the vendors in it. Mm-hmm. And man, there's like loads of people just going in and out. And it's like a wave of people. And I remember like we were walking and we were kind of like at a distance, but he seen me. He's like, Russ. And I was like, Brian. And then like, we were like walking by and like, we're probably like five feet, of, five feet, maybe three feet away from each other. And had like a Blake Slotta burger. And I was like, man, let me get a bite. So he handed it off to me. I took this giant bite, had green chili on it, took this giant bite, and I took another one, and I handed it back, and I was like, thanks. Then we got lost. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to ask, okay, do you remember the, <laughs> do you remember this one time? I don't know who planned it. I don't know what the scope was. I know a lot of people weren't 21, so we, it was a like, whole bunch of us, like, me, you, Josh Boyd, I think Rob was there, probably the oldest one <laughs> out of everybody. Um, we were at some club, but 18-year-olds could go into that club. And I, I think Chad was there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Onatani was there. I think James was there. But what, like, I don't know if that was like, I couldn't even remember what that club was. <laughs> Just, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, do you know? Yeah. Like, I remember like little snippets of it, and um, and I think everyone like bounced out to the bubble hookah lounge, or for us who couldn't get in um, to the bars at the time. But um, when I think of gatherings, I just think of that picture, and then there's like, I don't know, everyone's all posed up, looking like high schoolers, <laughs> like uh, like they snuck into a an 18 plus club. Do you, <laughs> do you remember what that was called? I don't remember that club, but I remember that like we everybody gathered up and we we're like, well, it's club. And I forgot <laughs> why everybody wanted to go there because like everything was happening downtown. But I, yeah, I think it was because it was 18 and over and a lot of people weren't 21. So I think we all just kind of like um, set, set ourselves to go to that one. And it was fun. Like I remember going and, you know, having having some fun. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think like nobody was dancing, Maybe, like a couple girls, probably Josh doing his like, I don't know, his dance moves or whatever. He kind of like does like the robot or something like, you know how Josh dances. Probably him and Rob. Rob always yeah. did that pop lock. Oh, and Chad. I think Chad was like doing like. Yeah, dance. Chad knows how to do that too. So just the three of them were dancing Damn. and we're all on the wall. Y'all used to call him or when he had that um Looney Tunes like jacket on. <laughs> Chad, give me that jacket. <laughs> damn, yeah. look at it. Now he's a professional cartoonist. <laughs> give us that jacket, damn. <laughs> the jacket's probably heavy. Probably worth a lot. <laughs> yeah. And he just wore it around. <laughs> Crazy. Um that just made me think of something. Ugh can't remember oh (laughs) i know i was gonna say what what was the craziest thing josh has ever asked you (laughs) let me give you an example i remember 
Um, he probably, I hope he remembers this, but there was a time when I was giving everybody rides and my Suzuki sidekick and I give Josh a ride. And one time he was sitting in a passenger seat and he said, Sadie, if you could be a tree, what kind of tree would you be? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't even think I knew, like gave him an answer, but he had an answer right away. And then he's like, if you could be a cat, what kind of cat would you be? I was like, I don't know. And I was like, what about you? He's like, oh, I'd be a calico. <laughs> like he already thought about it. He just wanted to ask somebody about it. Oh, I wonder if he remembers that. He probably doesn't. <laughs> He's never like to tell you and Charles, and you guys, you should just get a kick out of it. I'm just like, <laughs> I think just it was normal for us. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't remember. Did you go to that giant Halloween party in Albuquerque that one time? Yeah, we went, like, everybody was there. I just remember, like, pulling up and, but yeah, I remember, like, there's a <laughs> lot of people <laughs> there. And there's, like, in one room, there's a DJ. In another room, there's another DJ. And I, it was more lit than the gatherings. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I do remember that now. It was a big house. Yeah. And I forgot there's DJs there. Yeah. See, this is when I wish I had my MySpace. I mean... I probably could figure out my password, but I don't think I want to really get on there and <laughs> I'd be too embarrassed to see what's all on there. <laughs> your old uh, back screen and your old music on there. And... <laughs> I, I was all into the codes, like hiding. I only want a top two, not a top eight or. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was like really getting into my codes. But then before I came to II, like, I was like really into my space in high school, but I mean, I had internet and I had Bebo, so <laughs> a little bit different than possibly your story, but um, I uh, I was really into Bone, oh, I still am into Bone Thugs and Harmony. So of course I had to have a Bone Thugs song that wasn't popular because I thought it was so cool that um, I listened to this song, nobody listens to it. And then I remember there's, I remember I did come across like a busy bone wallpaper. Mm. But then I look back and I was like, God, that's just corny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then also during that time, and I don't know, it might have been before or after your time when everyone was into like Laguna Beach or like Hollister was like everything, everything was like, but everything was like Orange County, Southern California and like. I was like, man, like, I want to go out to California. Like, I want to wear, like, uh, Hollister or, I don't know. That was just, like, the coolest thing. So, went in between, like, Doug and, <laughs> like, wannabe rich prep from uh, Southern California. I don't know. Man, the Bel early Air. 2000s was a weird time. <laughs> <laughs> what was I wearing? I was wearing... <laughs> Tall famous famous damn famous. i'm pretty sure you're probably in the <laughs> just telling on you <laughs> you in the south pole decade south pole echo like that was what like the dudes are wearing but then once i came to ii you got everyone was in. i remember josh had like what is it like a phoenix printed like road map <laughs> it was like a white zip up hoodie oh yeah <laughs> like yeah. a road map yeah i'm just like why is all these that's i was like what's all what's up with all these um like zip up hoodies with like a bunch of printed stuff <laughs> pretty sure you had a repeated print 
Well, whenever we travel, I'd say, Josh, stand still. I got to look where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) But then wasn't he saying that like he used to live in Phoenix? I can't remember. Like he had a story that went with his Phoenix jacket. I can't remember. I knew we lived in California. Oh, yeah. Phoenix. Maybe it was California. I can't remember. <laughs> Damn, that sweater is legendary. I wonder if he still, I <laughs> doubt he still has it. Find that now. But I think I, I think I've seen what, what I noticed that you'd wear a lot was probably more like II stuff. So like the gym shirts or the old AHIC, because you guys are on the AHIC basketball team. Oh, yeah. Got smoked. So I remember you used to wear a lot of your basketball gear, the T Birds. <laughs> and that was, that was fun. And horrible. <laughs> Why, and, man? Man, we went to uh, we went to AHEC in Minnesota. Was it Minnesota or Mon- no? It was Montana. Wait, hold and- on, hold on. Oh yeah, say I don't know which one it was, but say the lineup because I know you had like Leon. <laughs> like- man, all right. So we went with six people, and it was me, Leon, Nick, Aaron, Natawa, Charles, and Josh. And we had like all kind of people like going and they all just dropped out one by one. And then like I was feeling good when everybody's going. And it was just six of us. It was like, oh shit, like I suck. Josh never played. Charles was good. Aaron was like a three-point shooter. Nick was good. And Leon was good. So pretty much it was like three people that were good. And like the rest of us are just like like stone hands. Just <laughs> Oh my god! And I remember, I remember, like I was, I was a post. I, I played post for, and Josh was a power forward. And dude, I had to like, I had to play against six eight guys, six five, getting thrown around, getting getting boxed out. And I remember, uh, I remember I was going up for a rebound, and I came down, and I, <laughs> I felt so bad, but I came down on Charles's ankle, and I rolled his ankle. Oh. I think I remember that. I was like, great. Well, there goes a good player. So now it's just up to Nick and Leon. And they weren't doing too good because, man, everybody, they were good. those guys are just on another level. And I was like, fuck. But we, we won a um, sportsmanship. Good. <laughs> Damn, we won, we won the sportsmanship award. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, that was, man, I remember Aaron. He was uh he was always like shooting threes. Man, I remember we're playing uh was it OLC? I think we're playing OLC. And they had this badass, like I guess I guess he was a small forward. Man, he was a badass dude. He had tattoos all over and like just everywhere on the court. Damn, was that Ryan Marshall? R.I.P. He was supposed to go, but he I think he became ineligible. He couldn't go. Damn. And I was like, damn it, because <laughs> he was good, too, man. He was, like, badass. And and then, like, we, I think Nick passed Aaron the ball, and Aaron's going to shoot. And this dude came out of nowhere and just swatted that ball into the crowd. And I, like, I, right then I knew, like, this was real. <laughs> I was like, wow, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't think we won a game. I think we, we played SKC, and they beat us by, like, 60 points <laughs> damn oh man do you remember um <clears throat> i'm trying to think if he played basketball was blue on the team yeah so blue had something come up 
but he was supposed to go and then he had something come up so he couldn't go but that next year remember we held it in in new mexico ahec mm-hmm. and it was like different locations where they were playing a tournament so that time we had like a bunch of players but nobody could work together so we still lost <laughs> damn so the t-birds <laughs> t-birds t-birds are did they still do that after we all left no i think everyone switched to running <laughs> and i oh, think there hell. wasn't a basketball team anymore i think they went and did um i remember um I remember there was like a huge or not a huge, but the interests were like five Ks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like the cohorts after us. So like George, I think George Alexander did five K. Um, Ali Moran did five K. And I'm trying to think, was it Ben? Ben Calabaza? I'm butchering oh. that last name, but when he started to work with Nakona, um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I don't think the I don't think there's a basketball team. I totally forgot Nick Begay. I've run, I've run into him a couple of times when he was in his drum group last couple of years when he went to the California powwows. Mm. But um, I remember one time, because I didn't want to go to AHEC, um, but they wanted, or I guess out of respect, they wanted to put a hand game team in for Warren. So mm. I decided to play it then. But then like you had to pick three events. So I did hand games, web design, which to this day no i'm just kidding but toot my horn here for being the single an individual web designer i placed second two times at a heck one a heck for my third entry i did volleyball i didn't know what the hell i was doing i never played volleyball before i know like just me and james <laughs> me and james are like the only ones who are like all right like we just be hitting it and it's just like dart up but i don't know where we were playing at i think it was Rapid City AHEC or no is like Bismarck AHEC and we're playing in like some shitty gym but do you know like like those I don't know maybe like in your high school or if you've seen like those old buildings where the ceiling there's like it's like a grid but then you could push the the panel up oh yeah yeah <laughs> so we yeah. kept just like hitting that volleyball as hard as we could and it would go up and it started knocking those panels out of place <laughs> in the ceiling I was like damn don't do that I was like a corpse is gonna fall down in the middle of the game and be like be all dusty but we just kept like just saying all kinds of shit like oh damn be um treasure chest be falling from from the ceiling after <laughs> we just didn't even take it serious and I kind of feel bad now because it's like it hits all like super competitive and we're saying man we're art school playing in a volleyball tournament what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) damn i don't think anyone had a basketball career after that (laughs) should have played stickball it was cool that you guys would go practice at a chava center i can't remember like (laughs) oh i got one do you remember (laughs) okay New chapter in II when boots. And <laughs> do, do you remember when we had the Oyate Nash Club? <laughs> and we're yeah. just dying for members. <laughs> and you and Charles were like, well, welcome. <laughs> we didn't even like do anything. We did like one. I just remember like being in like the activities room or something. <laughs> 
you guys are just like like you guys weren't rude like you guys would just come and just like crack jokes but like you know we're supportive and like hanging out but and then I just oh <laughs> uh, because I was gonna ask you what other clubs did you do at II but I was like oh you were in the Yate Nish club <laughs> <laughs> yeah <it's a> <laughs> yeah like I remember like you just asked us and I was like okay <laughs> I don't know what it is but yeah i guess <laughs> i remember uh didn't y'all cook for didn't we have a hand game wasn't that the club too we did the, we did the hand game yeah and you all could I, I can't remember who but yeah i remember we cooked we made a point to have food mm-hmm. and i think i cooked tacos one time i can't remember yeah you did yeah yeah I, I think I still have a picture of you lounging on that pool table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Texting. Ooh, somebody somebody made a video. Oh, this, this conversation keeps going back to Josh Boyd. <laughs> when he was like, I think, or maybe it was Chad. Somebody, we were filming because we're all playing hand games. And then somebody made like a, like a video of that time when we cooked and I think Jimmy was like playing hand games. Like there's a lot of people mm-hmm. in the activities room and I got to get on YouTube and find some of these old videos. Like I watched that last year. It's on there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Boots thought... made it. I don't know, but it kind of had like those Apple, like iMovie effects in there. Like one was like Star Wars, mm-hmm. like intro. I thought Boots made it. Disco type of font and like that, um, that light beam would go around. That'd be like one transition or something. iMovie iMovie like set up things but um I'm I'm, yeah I remember Josh had a few series a few videos on there that that were pretty goofy (laughs) or him and D-Web they did like Scatman or something oh yeah D-Web crazy yeah you need to watch that hand game video though Oh well. We're all we're all having fun. We all look young as fuck. <laughs> I honestly watched that last year and it's everybody's just chilling, having a good time. And then it was like, damn, this is so long ago. <laughs> damn, was you crying? Damn, I teared up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> damn, sorry, praying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn, he said, take me back. Damn. Glory days. Put on bone thugs. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's another time. I don't know what was going on. Like, all the clubs had to go to the Hogan. And I don't know, we had, like, competitions, but we had to do something. Like, I know it's that picture where you and Charles are um, sitting at that table. But I don't know, like. Did we have to make something so that you drop an egg and the egg is supposed to fall in the thing that you make and it doesn't, it's not supposed to crack or whatever. I don't know. Like I always was having us do some, it's supposed to be like fun activities. I don't know. Do you remember that? I remember that picture. He just, he just shared it like maybe a month ago. And, uh, but I can't remember what we were doing, but I remember like it was like, I didn't, I can't remember if it was like what the hell we we're doing. But that does sound familiar to like making an egg drop. <laughs> <laughs> Activities, like, just trying to be like 
school friendly <laughs> trying to keep us out of the recycling center <laughs> I like, man i didn't win this in elementary school i'm not gonna win it now <laughs> uh, i remember a lot of midnight brunch or midnight breakfast, breakfast. though mm. damn doug doug be flipping flapjacks damn <laughs> man i was just talking about that with george he came on a podcast and he was talking about midnight breakfast and then like i was like yeah i started that yeah did you no i was telling him like um damn i I I, believed it i guess in a way but it was more like credit i mean i started it so you know (laughs) i know i was thinking of my peeps i and uh no but no, we went to RJ's office, and it was me, Charles, and two other people. But we were hungry, and we, you know we'd go in there and fuck with RJ, you know. And like, uh, he was sitting in his office, and it was like, dang, it was like midnight. I think that's when he worked overnights, and uh, we went in there and we we're like, RJ, we're hungry, and he was like, he was like, well, we get something to eat, and we're like, we don't have no money, and you know, because broke I mean, we're all broke and yeah. it's either save your gas or, or go to mcdonald's and um so we're like man we're broke and he was like you know well, what do you want me to do about it and then i was like i don't know cook for us <laughs> you know and and he was like he looked around you know how he does and he goes well uh what would you eat you know what would you want i just thought he was messing around with us too you know and i was like i don't know i guess breakfast and he was like, so you eat breakfast at this time? And I was like, RJ, I'll eat anything at this time. Like, I'm hungry. <laughs> and because uh, Peggy didn't bring us bologna or anything. So we we're like starving. <laughs> and uh, anyways, like a month later, man, he got some funds from ASG, I guess, or something. Rather, he get, he did that or he got money out of his own pocket. Like, he then he got like, he made a thing, midnight breakfast. And then I was like, oh, shit. And he did that like once a month and like we we're me and George talking about that. And we we're talking about like how it was like, uh, yeah, like I is like a small community, but it was like, it was like a good community, like a good size community to where you can be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, because they didn't have to do that. Like RJ didn't have to do any of that stuff, you know, but you know, they always took the time to take care of us, which was like really cool. So yeah midnight breakfast was dope so you're welcome everybody <laughs> no i'm just kidding man you better get back there and take rj's position you know, I, I don't think it's working there now but no he's not but you're right like i mean there at least be 20 mouths to feed not to mention everyone wanted to go back for seconds but mm-hmm. even if it wasn't breakfast it's either like nachos or sandwiches or um something like that but yeah like again like at a survival or what is gonna make me comfortable or want to stay at a college like I knew that even if I knew if let's say that if I couldn't afford a meal plan that at least I'd be taken care in the dorms when I don't yeah. have my mom or I don't have a guardian or something there so mm-hmm. and then just a lot of also, too, like, you know, it's just interesting to see um, 
you know, if it, if it was us going to the cafeteria, like I see the same faces every day. Like I know exactly what you guys eat. <laughs> not that I was mm-hmm. like stocking, but you know, yeah, right. like we're not eating at a kitchen table to make it clicky. Like people go back to their dorms, but you know, people would be chilling, chilling in the, in the dorm area. And I think during those, those times of gathering, you know, that's a chance where like I get to talk to people that I didn't normally talk to or, mm-hmm. um, cause I know like, following I and you know Facebook started to pick up and getting like requests from friends from I that I didn't really speak to and um I remember a couple occasions like hey you know it's good to see you you know sorry I didn't talk to you at you know during the time that I used to go to school but you know I remember you and stuff like that like I've never been in any other experience where I've had aftermath exchanges like that so that's something i always appreciate yeah same here i've had some of those too where it's like i always thought you were cool but like i guess i just gave off gave off this like demeanor of like a a douchebag i guess yeah (laughs) sorry as a goon but (laughs) you know how we goons are (laughs) Uh, (laughs) damn i remember one time i was having cheeks try to change my oil oh yeah i was gonna bring <laughs> that up like coming to spectate or look over the shoulder like, oh, Damn, how many okies did it take to change my oil <laughs> change it <laughs> but you know like i just cherish those times of like interaction <laughs> damn cheeks just had oil all over the parking lot <laughs> Oh damn! He he he's never gonna leave that. Um, or he's never gonna get rid of that nickname. No, he's not. He's. I remember he was like telling everybody to call him Jerick. We're like, man, shut up, cheeks. <laughs> damn cheeks, boots. I'm trying to think of that nicknames. I can't even like remember their real names half the time. <laughs> oh fuck! That was that was a good time though. Yeah, we all just went out there, and he was changing your oil and then <laughs> did he have somebody helping him or was it just him he told me he knew what he's doing so i just trusted him <laughs> like ah oh, damn here come these okies <laughs> just, <mom. laughs> just nosy guys damn. oh let's go see what cheeks is doing yes what's cheeks doing i remember we see him under your car and we're like what the hell some great times those were i'm uh, i'm happy i got to be there and to like witness it all i know it was like me it was kind of like just me one of the homegirls because i don't remember like every time i like i make a good friend like ariel or brandy like they leave mm-hmm. like, damn but <laughs> but you guys are just funny <laughs> like i just like to talk shit and i like to tease and then that's what you guys did so <laughs> Yes, which is funny. Man. <laughs> Have you watched uh, Young Rock? Mm-mm, not yet. Oh my God. How you do you got Peacock? Hulu? Yeah, I got Peacock. And you haven't watched it. I've watched I've been watching uh, Rutherford Falls. So Ooh, yeah, I watched that one. I watched yeah. it fast. I wish it was a little bit longer. What do you what'd you think of it? It was pretty good. I I had a uh, Adrian Chelopal on. And she was like, that show has the most 
native writers like mm -hmm. ever so i didn't know that i just i seen the trailer and i seen that they were like native people in it but i didn't know they had their hands so far into it you know mm -hmm. i didn't know it was all native writers um and i seen ed helms in it so i was just kind of like well maybe it's just his show but featuring us i guess but it was really cool it was cool to see that town like just involved like involved in that so it was pretty cool and it was pretty short i think it was what nine ep eight episodes or something like that yeah um i was kind of thinking the same thing i didn't know if it was going to be like ed helms like being in a savior place again because i think we're mm -hmm. so used to it but one thing that I really appreciated about it was um, it didn't matter what native perspective that you're coming in. There was a conversation for you. So, yeah. you know, if you, it might be a little bit different from a female's point of view, but, um, you know, dating a white guy, you know, they mm -hmm. kind of had that in there. They had, you know, well, what if I, you know, what if I did go get a degree or, you know, what if I did live um, here? What, how am I per perceived amongst the community or um it was just it was just kind of nice to see how many different points of conversation that you know us that are you know trying to navigate our own identities like they touched on it I was like, oh even if it was like a one sentence line mm -hmm. it, it kind of reflected like somebody who might you know relate to that line but I was thinking of um I think my favorite part in there is when I can't remember but the uh the head guy at the casino he has that safe and has all his medallions in it and just remind me of dylan like putting on his medallion with or just remind me of you guys when, when you guys were you guys when you guys are ready to go out and tear up albuquerque but you guys i don't know if like you boys did it but i remember just watching like dylan get ready he throw on a medallion go look in the mirror take it off put on a different one <laughs> like i know you had a couple famous f ones <laughs> mm -hmm. and the earrings had some diamond earrings <laughs> <laughs> So I like that. But then, um, and then too, like, um, you know, my family's from Cheyenne River to see, you know, the main actress from Cheyenne River. Uh, Lakota Nation was really cool. Um, I, I hope to see more stuff like that. And even too, maybe, I don't know, this, this might sound weird saying it, but you might understand it, but something similar, but maybe in a darker, a little bit more grimier sense, like, um, but that could just be like my attraction, like, um, you know, like I like watching Atlanta with um, Childish or Danny Glover, Danny mm. or Donald? Donald Glover. Donald, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or anyway, I'm blanking on like what other shows that I binge watch, but like it'd just be nice to kind of see something a little more grimy, <laughs> but tackling the same issues that were on there. And again, they probably... I mean, it's probably more of a family focus, but um, mm -hmm. there was one more other thing I was going to, I don't know, we might have to do a follow-up or, I don't know, if you I have to continue on a conversation, but fuck, I was going to say something, I can't remember. I will say I'll just um, that, you know, it's really good to see you. I'm so happy you're doing this podcast. Um, I know James has a lot going on right now, but chatted with him before jumping on the podcast and he's proud of you because I said 
I said, like, I don't know what to talk about on Russell's like podcast. I was like, I just want to get on and just like bullshit with him. He's like, do it. It's like, I don't have like ripe tomatoes. Like I don't have, I was like, I don't want to be talking about work the entire time, but, mm. but it's just nice to see that you're doing something like this and um very proud of you. And I hope, and man, like you got some amazing guests on there. Like I am, yeah, I'm so proud of you. I'm anxious to see this edit and I just, you know, to be continued for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see the future guests that you're having because, man, you got a good lineup. I'm actually surprised. Like, I was like, damn, how did Russell know these guys? <laughs> so hopefully one of these times we can um, either do like a, like a, um, how would you say, you ever watch Jaded Pinkett Smith's, Jaded Pinkett Smith's, um, where you kind of have like, I don't know. I wish one day that we can like just be in person, just do like a round table, mm-hmm. a round table and just get everybody that we talked about on the podcast on just to kind of hear their point of views of specific stories that we shared. That'd be a cool one. I like, know. Um, you ever watch that dark side of the ring on vice? Yeah. And yeah. they have like the confidential one where they rewatch like the episode and then they like, do commentary over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should do something like that. Anyway, you know, hot wings, stone cold beer, <laughs> commentating, round table. When you're doing all that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look into another recorder where I can have six people on. So, or at least get us all in a Zoom meeting or something. Yeah, I was thinking that um, maybe me, you, James could do Zoom, like a Facebook video or something. I'm excited for my part too because. I know there's a lot we haven't covered yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was super nice to catch up, you know, and man, proud of you too. You know, it's mm-hmm. done so much, man. We didn't even get to that. What you've done. We just started reminiscing, <laughs> but I mean, next time for sure. But even then, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to make this like you talk about work because I know you, probably talk about work all the time you know i know you work all the time so it's probably nice to just get away from that and just mm-hmm. laugh have a good time forget about the world and just reminisce about the good old days and and it's cool man it's really cool seeing you out there doing your thing thank you i hope that uh everything keeps going the way you want it to go and still supporting you yeah, thank you. Thank you for the invite. Um, I know my cheeks are sore from laughing, I'm trying <laughs> to hold back laughs too. And um, no, I really appreciate it. I know um, it's been an eventful year, or sorry, it's been an eventful past four years. And with COVID, it slowed down a lot, but had a chance to reflect. And I, um, I do have some exciting stuff coming up, but I can't share. So be on the lookout. And um and I'll keep on the lookout for you. So to be continued, hopefully the listeners will be ready for a part two and hopefully a round table as well. Cause I know that some of these stories are going to come to life in film. So I just need somebody to document them. And lastly, I'll leave 
Um, I'm not super active on social media, but please, anybody who wants to reach out and chat, whether it's within um, Native American graphic design, you know, needing some extra support or resources in your college journey, feel free to find me. My handle is at Sadie Redwing. And on Instagram, I'm not on Twitter, but Facebook, same thing. Sadie Red Space Wing. Last name, two words. I hate it when people put my last name together, but um, but to be continued. So thank you. Yes, yes. To be continued, part two, three, four, five, whatever it is. <laughs> But man, this is fun. This is great. Thank you again for coming on, you know, showing support and all the words, you know, all the inspiring words you said to me, man, I'm gonna keep this going. You know, I want to keep it going. I want uh, people to just have a great time, you know, listening to it. So um, everybody go follow Sadie, man. She's a great artist, just an artist in general. She has a lot of ideas and, you know, and she has a lot of not a lot, but, you know, I've watched some of her things on YouTube where she's uh, speaking to students and everything. And those are really great and insightful, too. So just go listen to those. And, man, she has really great ideas about culture and getting out of this space of headdresses and these things that look normal, but they're not. You know, so she's a really great person. You know, I'm glad to be friends with her. I'm glad to have her in my life, you know. And um, so if you're not following Oki podcast please go do that on instagram facebook uh you could follow you could add me on facebook russell sun eagle uh i'll you back you know um and if you're not subscribed to Oki podcast please go subscribe rate review on all platforms whatever it is and yeah so i guess until next time everybody peace